Your gardening was inside. She had a great purpose. Let me play my part. Check two, eight. Like, is that real? Did that happen? Like, the structure of your brain actually changes. And do you still feel that every day? And then it got time for guitars. Eating disorder, like, I didn't want to die. Tendencies. But I didn't want to live. Helpless little girl. You gotta go in the hospital. You feel powerless because the body has a fear reaction. The opportunity to empower. No one can take away my power. I won't take myself out. Artists that are true like that, those are the ones that tend to create change. When she needed eating disorder treatment, she would sometimes fly across the country to find a place that had a trauma track. Really? Yes, she, she's been to treatment in Wisconsin, she's been to treatment in Florida, she's, I mean, it was the kind, and I don't know how much better it is now, I'm still trying to educate myself on what resources are available for people who need something specific, who have an eating disorder that's trauma-based, mm -hmm. because so much of our sense of well-being is here in the stomach. And so often when that sense of well-being and that the opposite of what I wanted to speak with you about, that confidence and that owning your own space and comfortable in your skin, when you're living the reverse of that, so much can go wrong with your stomach. And there oh goes your relationship gosh. with food, undereating, overeating. Uh, some people Binging. exercise to purge. Yep. There's yeah, people absolutely. who walk 20 hours a day. And they, they, it's, out, it's out of their control. And I just wonder, I mean, I think there's more resource, resources than there used to be. But how many people did, did she ever talk about this with? I've learned since she's been gone that it's barely anyone. Because I thought that there would be some inner circle of 10, 15 friends, and she'd all had some moment with them where she said, this is what went down, and this is what I carry, and this is why dinner's going to take me three hours if I even eat today. And it wasn't the case. Oh, yeah. I found out since she's been gone that I was kind of, I guess, in rare company. You she were... probably mainly told people at eating disorder treatment. Right. And very few other places. Well, you, it's a safety net there, mm -hmm. too. You know, and you're not going to get that weird look of, right, like exactly. you said, oh, what did you do yeah. to make them do that exactly. to you? Like, you exactly. No, 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 no. There, there's so many misconceptions of the different diseases that, you know, there is a chemical imbalance in a person's brain, you know, with alcoholism. And I, I'm amazed that people still think, well, why don't you just quit? Hmm. You know, that, that, you know, suck it up. Um, I have found, like, with the um, generation... Probably, oh, I'm going to say the seventh grade generation of kids that I have dealt with. I have had them come up to me. I had one girl come up to me, and she said, you know, I just want to let you know I'm bisexual. Um, I also have a problem with cutting. You know, and I mean, for this person to come to me with it mm -hmm. is, I don't know that I could have done that in seventh grade. So they're feeling more like they can share it with people, and this mm -hmm. is their journey, and you care about me, so I want you to know this. Mm -hmm. And she spoke to her mom about it, too. So, Do you know if there's been any progress? Um, I haven't had Are an opportunity to talk to her. Um, I saw her today, and it was like I... I, I need an opportunity where it's just she and I. Of course. And it's really hard in this setting to get that, but... Yeah. Um, I will find out. Well, 
At what point in your martial arts career did you realize you were going to be a therapist for half of St. Louis Park? I had no idea. I had no idea. How people would look up to you. I had no idea what it all entailed. And <laughs> I'm so grateful that I found it and that I'm able to do this and I'm able to, you know, um, mentor young children into remarkable adults. I, I've just, I have seen, you know, you are one that I look at and I'm so proud of you. Can you I, picture me 15 years old? Oh my gosh, it's, it's hard <laughs> I sometimes. knew everything. Oh, well, I was telling somebody today, not to mention names, but Rebecca. Oh, here we go. <laughs> she knew, she was always she, the last word. She always had to have the last word Well, she word reads enough. Me. She probably knows enough words. Oh, my she gosh. She reads like five books at once But I would tell her something, and she'd always have to say something. Push. I'd go, and I'd say, no, you, you don't get to talk right now. And that's how I was as a child. The last though. word is push-ups in the studio. I, yeah. I drop. Is, but that drop is the last word. But I, I always said uh, to people, push. Yeah. How many till I say stop? <laughs> I was like that with my mother, though. I had My mother used to say to me, you would have the last word if somebody held a knife to your throat. Think about that saying. And I, and, and I would look at her. She'd say that to me. i go, no, I don't. Oh, <laughs> so I was sassy. That would be it. a dark comedy. Oh, my God. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I thought I not even shared to. So I figured Rebecca was my um, reincarnation of myself as a teenager, too. So Well, there's confidence, and then there's earned confidence. And when, mm -hmm. when Kel passed and I was in uh, getting different kinds of support that I needed to get on my feet so she could have a foundation and I could make people know this person didn't live and die for nothing. Absolutely. People are going to know who she is. I remember um, being told by my grief counselor um, she had calluses on her soul and, oh, and you're going to get those too. What <gasps> she had, what she carried, you're about to earn that as well. Oh my God. No I one wants that. to. Nobody wants No that. one wants this, but there are times in life where you either crumble and you end up in a padded cell or you dig deep and lean on people. You know, you and I used to go for long walks yep, in absolutely. our old neighborhood. I'd say, let's absolutely. go for Kel's favorite walk. And we'd oh, start at our old beautiful, house. That's such a beautiful spot. It's a good neighborhood. It is a really good neighborhood. I still go past now and then. I think you have to. Yeah. I, I go, I park in front of our house, which is finally taken care of now that I don't own it. <laughs> Landscaping looks <laughs> you good. You had an awful lot on your plate in that <laughs> home, though. You we got really the album did. done. The, the hedges were uneven, but the you album did. is done. You, you had a lot on your plate. You were dealing. You were an amazing partner. You're an amazing wife to Kelly and... Um, you know, your journey was different than having really nice bushes out front. A little bit. Your gardening was inside, and it was with Kelly. Thank you. And you did a fine job. Well, someone <laughs> never told you this story, but when she was, so she was diagnosed in late February. They started in with the surgery, and then a few weeks after that was the chemo. So March was extremely excruciating, you know, coming back from a major hysterectomy, the full thing. I, I mean, they worked out everything yeah. they could. And, uh... And it's March in Minnesota, so there's still snow patches everywhere. And I'm like, you know, now is now, now we go get on your feet. We got a walker, and we'd go walking around Lake, I remember Lake that. Harriet yeah. and stuff. And a guy came up to her once, and he was in some kind of a bzzz, some kind of chair. Uh huh. And he comes up to her, and he goes, "I don't know what you're fighting, but I just want you to know, whatever your battle is, you inspire me." Oh my god. And gosh. he said, "I think it was MS. I don't want to say the wrong disease. I apologize if I'm getting this wrong." It's not disrespectful if I'm saying the wrong disease. No. I, I don't mean it. But um, I think he said MS. He said, when I was diagnosed, 
I told my family, I'm walking around Lake Harriet, and they said, you're crazy. You can barely move. He said, it took me six and a half hours, but I did it. Oh, my God. He said, whatever you're facing right now, just know that you inspire people. Wow. And I kind of take that moment. She didn't like it. She was shy. She was like, well, that was embarrassing. Why do you make me walk out here? I do this for you, you know? And I was like, oh, God, Kel. Some things are greater than you, you know? And, and sometimes your actions are yeah. greater than what you could ever imagine them to be for other people. And Kelly was humble. Yeah. She was a hum- and, and being humble is a good thing, mm-hmm. you know? But you also, those humble people need to embrace the lessons mm-hmm. that they pass on to people. And I just want to take that moment, whatever she made him feel, I want to take that bit of her strength and plant it all over the world and watch it grow, you know? Absolutely. So. She had a great purpose. Mm -hmm. She really, and we don't get to decide how long we're on this earth, you know, we just don't. No. And it's, it's harder on those that survive than the one that has passed. And you know that. Easier to leave than get left. It's so much easier to leave than get left. and, And, um. And there's not a day that goes by that there's probably not an hour that goes by that you don't think about her. I feel that way with my mom. You Have know? you seen this new one yet? No, I saw, you saw it. it online. I saw it online. And I'm like, oh my god, Teresa, what are you doing? This to is yourself? easily the most painful tattoo I'll ever get. Oh this is her last god. guitar solo. Oh, it's only halfway done. Oh my gosh! So this is the waveform. Okay. Her final guitar solo, and he's got a ways oh. to go, but we're through the, this painful spot here. Ah. Oh. I saw it online. I was like, oh, I, I couldn't even, I could hardly look at it. It looked so painful. But. I must have looked like I was in bad shape. I was trying to be a real trooper. Because you're in a tattoo sh- shop and right. everyone's got like their kneecaps yeah, done. And they're I'm just like, like tough as and can I'm be. And I'm just like, oh God, I don't belong here. But I really want this. I want it with me for the rest of my life and, and everything. Because um, you can lose any piece of jewelry. Even right. if you're not oh, careless, absolutely. you can have it. I could, maybe one yeah. day I'm in customs and someone takes this ring absolutely. from me and I'll never see it again. No one's going to take my arm. Nobody's taking your arm. That's right. You've got <laughs> so it. You've this. got it there forever. I'm laying there, and the guy's like, okay, I'm going to cut this session short and not torture you anymore. <laughs> so he cut it short by half hour. So really hard in here. He's, and, I, and I was at an angle where I couldn't see, and I'm one of those wimps that looks away anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> I look the other direction. I don't like the blood. And uh, he's like, well, I didn't announce when I went through the middle of the, uh, the Krelbo because you were doing so well, I thought, why, why, why wreck it? Yeah, why, why bring wreck it? it? Just let's keep moving. <laughs> okay, so back to the dojo. Yeah, um, yeah. As you were coming up through the belts, what was it like to start to get a sense of your own ability to defend yourself if and when that moment ever does come up? Can you talk about what that physically feels like to really start to own your body? Um, maybe red, maybe brown, right? I was probably brown belt where it all started to come together for me. Uh, all the teachings of the different belts and and feeling confident. And you know, I was never really, I mean, I was shyer when I was younger, but high school, college, and in my 20s and 30s, I, I was never really um, a meek and mild person. I was always pretty strong, strong-willed. Um, but brown belt is where I really felt like, you know, I could take on whatever came my way, whether mm-hmm. it's physical or, or whatever, you know. Um, it's been the best thing I ever did in my life. And it's made me who I am today, and uh, I get to pass it on to other people. 
And I've never had to defend myself. I you mean, people always say, have you ever been attacked? And I go, no, I never have, and I hope I never will be. Mm-hmm. Um, I walk my dog at night at 10 o'clock by myself, you know, out in the dark. That dog's not going to save you. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, she'll just sit on my foot and go. <laughs> is she, is she's like seven pounds, she's 10 pounds? She's 11 pounds. 11 yeah, my strong. Little, yeah, 11 strong, Yorkie <laughs> poo strong. Um, she's, a, she's a charm. But, you know, I, and I never, people are, aren't you afraid to walk outside at night by yourself? And I said, no, I, I feel very confident. Um, I never walk with my hands in my pockets. I've always got my hands free. And I told one of my students the other day, he came in and his hands, I said, you know, crowdy people never put their hands in their pocket. pocket. Hmm. Your hands are out. They are ready to work for you if, if you need to. I mean, there's times where if you don't have gloves or whatever, you can have your, but if you fall, you don't want your hands in your pockets either. That's a really so. good point, especially in Minnesota in the wintertime. You just mm-hmm. want to yeah, you want to just you get curl small. up. You want to get smaller. You yeah. do. And I just, I wear my gloves and I've always got my hands out. And I'm, I'm always aware of my environment. That's something that it's really taught me is be aware of what's going on around you. We're so worried about the next thumbs up on Facebook. Right, exactly. And is someone going to like me? Am I going to get that yeah. dopamine rush? But your life is happening in front of you. Yeah, and if you, you don't, and you. if you ignore it, you're, <laughs> it's going to be a really sad, lonely life, hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, I like Facebook for for certain things, but that's not where I get my. It's not where I. It's not my happy spot. You know, mm-hmm. this is my happy spot. My home is my happy spot. My my sisters and my two dear friends are my happy spot. You yeah. know, um, uh, yeah. So you've watched so many people come into their own and start to own their space and start to get to know that confidence. Um, I'm sure you've had students who've dealt with bullying mm-hmm. in oh, school. Yeah. Oh, Has yeah. the perspective changed on that over the years in just the general public in schools and stuff? Um, I think the schools are getting better at dealing with it, but I still think we have a huge bullying problem in our country, period. Mm. And it's not just with children. Mm. It yeah. starts at the top. It starts at the top. It starts at the top, and it just trickles down. And um, for kids to see that it's okay for an adult to bully how does that make them feel that they were just bullied at school, you know, and now this adult is, um, is being okay. It's okay for them. Mm-hmm. We, we have a bullying problem in our country mm-hmm. and maybe other countries I can't speak for, but um, it's gotten worse in the last couple of years, I have to say. It's getting tougher. And it's also uh, people who are against anti-bullying initiatives are feeling more empowered to speak. I saw mm-hmm. some kind of, I didn't click on the article because I didn't want to poison myself. But I just saw this headline of uh, this article that said, you know, the anti-bullying crusade and the coddling of the American mind. I was like, you know what? Maybe if I hadn't been pushed around so much in middle school, I wouldn't seize up every time I hear a key in a door lock. Mm -hmm. I'm 38 years old. I would curse if I wasn't in the studio. (laughs) You're hearing a different side of me, people. Um, I'm 38 years old, and I still flinch at Mm -hmm. all these little regular life things. And there are experiences that just... Again, I'm always saying are outside the normal course of human hardship, right? And they stay with you forever. And it's just like, when do you feel free mm-hmm. from whatever nonsense you dealt with in childhood? But those things also protect you. You mm. know, there's nothing wrong with having that protective, that, that feeling of, okay, I, I've felt this before. Mm. So it's, you're aware. So it, it is a protective device also. Mm-hmm. I also think the people that, that um, put those articles out, I think they were actually the ones that did the bullying. I think so. Yeah, I, I think so. They don't I, want to be called out. Right. They're getting exactly. embarrassed. Exactly. So, you know, go ahead and, you know, say that 
you know, we're too wimpy or whatever. I, I don't know. I, I've met some remarkable young people. I don't think the youth of today is wimpy. Get the music behind the mission. Hate Becoming by Kelly Nicole on iTunes and Spotify. If you guys haven't checked out the merch table, join the movie. Buy the album. Get your Kelly Nicole band merch and donate what you can at kellynicolefoundation.org. Courage is from Amplified!